action and uh, I guess improper conduct that has given rise uh, to uh, successive waves of rolling blackouts in the post-apartheid period and uh, known to many, I guess, as um, load shedding, which has been with us all the way uh, since 2007, 2008. Uh, But of course, uh, the severity of the extent of of this spate of load shedding that we are confronted with now um, is certainly much larger in proportion. And uh, one of the most unfortunate stories certainly being about how uh, load shedding has crippled many a small business. And uh, tonight we check in with one of those small businesses uh, which has been forced to close down uh, and some, of course, forced to dip into their savings and revenue to acquire expensive generators. Uh, the business we speak to tonight is Gota Central. They were out in Madrand and in Tembisa. They had two branches. Both have closed down. The founder of uh, Gota Central, Trevor Rakaki, is my guest tonight. Trevor? Good evening, my brother. Uh, Welcome. Good evening, sir. And how are you? I'm well, thank you, Trevor. And uh, uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Trevor, just as we start, maybe just give us a sense of, uh, and maybe uh, the story of your business, which, as we know, has subsequently closed down. Uh, but to Kota Central, um, what was or what is Kota Central? Uh, Kota Central was, uh, was a fast food business. Uh, it was a restaurant, mainly specializing in quarters, uh, and we had two stores in Alphonsine and one in Ebony Park. So we were serving, we were serving quarters around mid-range and also doing the delivery services. And uh, yeah, we were, we have been delivering for almost 60% of the company, of the corporate that we and I can mention the MTN, the Border World, uh, Adopt IT, if you travel with the N1 before it comes contain, you can see any other companies. Uh, Coopers, Service Group, they were our biggest clients and everything. And um, I guess tell us a bit more. I mean, so so you're saying some of these big companies were some of your biggest clients. These were the people who, uh, I guess, uh, you would have worked alongside how did things start to get a bit untenable for you? What, what happened that gave rise, I guess, to the sad outcome now where two of your branches have closed? Uh, we started operating in 2016, and uh, things went very well. Uh, and things started to take a knock when COVID was, was introduced, uh, when we started having covid and uh, we had to close, and then the the, the restrictions were lifted, and everything. Then all the clients that we, we were depending on that, uh, because we were not depending only on, only on working only. We used to do the bulk orders, even for for companies like Netflix, right? Orders for the whole stuff, so you can imagine. So ah, uh, wait, 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 Trevor, let's fix yeah. let's fix that line, my brother. So hold the line for us there for a second. Let's try and reconnect with you on a much better line. We seem to be battling there with that line with uh, Trevor, and uh, we'll continue on the other side of this break. Half past uh, eight is the time, well, 29 minutes before 9 p.m., and uh, we're in conversation uh, with uh, the founder and uh, operator out at Kota Central, Trevor Rakaki, and, uh, yeah, one of the most unfortunate stories here. And um, uh, it seems uh, his mouth-watering Kota menu has come to an end. 
out in Midrand and in Tembisa. You had two branches, both have closed down. And uh, Trevor, I hope we have you on a better line there, my brother. Uh, yes, I can hear oh, you. Oh, yes. Clear. Sounds better. Yes, please continue, I guess, uh, with uh, the response that you were giving us um, about uh, how you got to this difficult situation, having operated all the way from 2016. Oh, yes. Uh, as I was saying, uh, as we were we were not only depending on the walk-ins uh, from the clients, we, we used to do bulk orders for, for most corporates, even as far as Bryson, uh, if, if I do remember correctly. Mm. Uh, if I can mention the name of the company, we once delivered for Nestle, which was a, a very huge order. We had to close our store for almost the entire day just to do the orders for them. So you can just imagine the, the revenue and the profits that we were making from the corporates only. So then came COVID, then after after the, the restrictions were reduced, unfortunately people started working from home. So we depended only on the walkings. So we started taking a knock from there, but we tried to remain strong up until load shedding came in, kicked in full force, and that was the final nail to the coffin. Mm. So, so I mean, to, give us a bit of detail here. So, what what impact in your process of making these mouth-watering gotas uh, would have been impacted by COVID-19? Um, I mean, it might seem to some of us just, I'm a fritchipela, but I would think there's a lot of other issues. No, unfortunately, uh, we depended heavily on on electricity. Uh, we also tried to use gas, but unfortunately, uh, that's when the war in in Ukraine and Russia started, and the price of gas went up, the price of fuel went up. So even with the suppliers, the people there. The companies, the two biggest companies that are supplying bread that you normally see on the shelves and everything on the retail stores, they started increasing their price of bread. The butcheries as well started increasing their prices and everything. And and it it, it was very difficult to for our customers to increase the prices. We tried to keep the prices as low as possible, mm. but it was. It, it was it, it was not working out and we tried alternative means nothing was working out and as you say like uh everything from the fridges to to the deep fryers to everything the grillers and everything we we depended heavily on electricity and and i guess you know the electricity issue the issues you've mentioned about the price increases that you couldn't pass on to your consumers I guess, didn't make uh, the undertaking worth your while anymore. Uh, did you also see some escalation in your rentals, I would think? Yes, uh, every, uh, everything was going up. The rent was going up uh, because we, we had a lease agreement with the property owner. And according to our contract, there was a percentage annually, an, an annual increase. So we somewhere, somehow, we will negotiate, try to... To mangle and everything, but it, but uh, we were suffocating. We were, we were really, really suffocating. So hence we we came to a conclusion of closing the store because it was not generating anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And 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 the implication. I mean, you would have had machinery there. What happens to all of that stuff? Uh, 
uh, all that stuff, uh, we we have kept them on the on the storage somewhere, mm. hoping that uh, once, hopefully, when everything gets sorted with the load shedding and everything, we will open our store again. And we are also, uh, yeah, yeah, we we are looking forward to opening the store again uh, and keep the business going and everything because the people really loved our products and we 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 even uh, attracted. Uh, customers coming on all the way from KZM when people were visiting Joburg and they will want to see Quarter Central. We we even had people driving from Pochestrom mm. just to buy our meals and go and drive back home. So uh, we were we, we were <laughs> we were the pioneers of the quarters in Midland and the people still still believe in us and we, we won't disappoint them. We will open definitely again. Mm. And I guess the people are asking, where are you? You know, are you coming back? What's the story? Um, and understandably so. I mean, I guess you would have built a, an entire community of patrons, of people who uh, would be buying from you and supporting you. And uh, I guess a sad, sad time indeed. But maybe just, um, I guess, the, the uh, other element that I, I'm quite interested in is, you know, what, for the benefit of some of our listeners who are listening in, who might be interested, I guess, in partnerships or whatever, what would influence your decision to come back into this market? What would have to happen? Uh, well, I mean, aside from, aside from more regular electricity, but like uh, in addition to that. Uh, for us to, to come back, uh, I think we, we, are, we are looking into getting a better space uh, where there is more more clientele more like more like opening at the mall at a shopping complex or something and stop being in a township the reason being uh one aspect is it was it was very difficult for us to be even on on delivery apps the the normal uh, because you're in the township yes uh, and funny enough the, all the townships or all the stores in Soweto, they are on. They are available on on the on, on Mr. D. So why not in Tembisa? No, sir. We've been fighting with with Mr. D. We've been fighting with Uber Eats, ah. and funny enough, uh, there was there is this franchise. They are they were five hundred meters from us. They were on the delivery app, but when we but when we try to register, they will say this app. Uh, let's say this is not available in your area, and we say, and we are, we will ask, like, how come do these guys? They are on the same street with us. They are just 500 meters. When we step outside the door, we can see them. And but the so it was just that back and forth. And thing. what explanation did they give for that? I mean, I'd be interested in that. The the reason. Yeah, yeah. What reason did they give? They said uh, uh, the the service is not available in your area. So, so oh, they're saying that the platform itself is not available to onboard you as a com- as a company in that area. Yet, one of your yes. neighbors is on the platform. Yes, sir. And because they were a franchise, mm. and <laughs> so, so yeah, so it, it also made things difficult for us because we 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 had our own scooter doing the deliveries, but yeah. uh, it was unfair because. Mm. Yeah, it was unfair because some customers were in Centurion, some were in Sentin, and we we will charge them the higher prices just for them to get delivery. They will pay, but it 
it didn't feel it didn't feel right. It didn't sit well with us and everything. So yeah, but so uh, back to your question again. Uh, if we were to open, we'll consider a more urban area so that we can have uh, a much bigger reach to to all our customers, to everyone and everything. And yes, uh, hopefully with with much space to to use gas stoves and mm. use electricity as well. Because another uh, another playing uh, another factor that played a huge role, we we were operating on on a on a limited space. Mm. We couldn't we 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 couldn't. Uh, add more more machinery more anything so like everything was just limited so hence i'm saying if we can get a bigger space at an urban area then yeah definitely we we can we can put up a fight we can Mm. we can we can come back strong and and we'll come back strong definitely yeah you know, Trevor. Just, I mean, I, I, I must say that there's nothing that unsettles me more than what you've just said, and I, and I understand it. I mean, you're an entrepreneur; you have to make your own operational decisions from what you observed. But we're trying to grow the township economy, but it seems there are platforms who get our products to the ultimate consumer. I was valelangapand, you know, and 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 I think for me that is the most concerning thing because it then forces you as an entrepreneur to leave. You know the one place where you thought um, to now have to go to a mall and um, deal with high rentals, compete there with you know people who have long supply chains, who have long brand affinity with uh, many of the consumers, uh, and of course you will still be able to make sales. But you know it just it's a sad thing that uh, many entrepreneurs in the, our townships effectively have to leave that township in order to ensure the survival of their businesses. Uh, unfortunately, say as much as we we want to grow our businesses to 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 the greatest uh, potential and everything, it's it's it's, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. There are so many red tapes. There are so many gatekeepers uh, of this because if you can try to go to the mall, you can you can be compliant. You can have all the certificate. You can have all the requirements, but you won't be allowed because. This guy and this guy, they are selling food, and mm. if you want to sell food with them, so you're gonna take their clients. But when you, but when you look into into clothing, clothing stores, you can have this shop and this shop and this shop. Then they said yeah. they all sell yeah. clothes. Then then nobody's crying about competition. You can mm. have, you can go, you can go to a mall. You can find three or two. Two, two, uh, two grocery stores like like the your high pass your everything mm. you can find them on the same on the same floor and there's like there's nothing but if you as a young entrepreneur uh, it, it it won't be easy even mm. even at shopping complexes there there are so many red tapes and everything and exactly it's and I mean, not easy. yeah sorry Trevor if I can just come in there to the point you're raising about the malls I mean I think this is what I understand over the last few years, government has been trying to deal with. I think the Competition Commission um, effectively outlawed these exclusive tenant lease agreements where if I have a butchery, I come in and I say nobody else on this floor can sell meat um, because I guess I'm 
the anchor tenant i take up a lot more floor space so you know i'm the one even if it's empty at least who will bring the footfall uh, and i think these are some of the things that we need to fix because effectively they are they are stunting our businesses even before these businesses can scale and thrive um so i mean just maybe lastly as we reflect uh, and as we wrap up um a lot of people who listen to the show deep pockets you know um are you at a stage now where you kind of are looking for investment in order to make some of the decisions come alive that you've already mentioned or or are you still okay and are probably going to wait it out uh probably definitely say we we are looking for for any sort of investment because we have been applying through the government schemes the covid fund relief and everything unfortunately we didn't get any assistance and if there is any good samaritan out there who's who who believes in in us we we are more willing to we yes we are willing to 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 get assistance with any and any donations any funding and anything uh even even any in any sort of any sort of assistance we are we are willing to sit down and talk and and see what is what we can plan out and everything even we have been even looking at a franchise franchise route and we also considering that as well just to keep the brand alive and everything so yes sir, we okay. we can yeah we are our doors are open for 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 funding sir. Trevor, and please don't call me Sir, man. Sir is my father. I was <laughs> just fine, Mfanagit. Uh, no, I, this is how I was raised. Uh, okay, no, I understand. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I will just uh, can I can I please uh, quickly just uh, leave uh, our contact yes, details? Yes, please. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, the our contact number is zero seven three six eight seven four four zero one. That's uh, that's where we, we can be reached, and uh, our email address is quartercentral at gmail dot com. Trevor and we'll and we, uh, share Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So so sorry, and they can also reach us on all social media platforms uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We all have the pages with all the details there and everything. Awesome stuff, my brother. And we'll certainly share uh, that uh, a podcast of this discussion and uh, where people can maybe catch those numbers if Abaizwanga got it. But uh, thank you very much, my brother, for taking time out to speak to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your time, sir, and thanks for, for everything. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, uh, Trevor. Uh, speaking to us there, Trevor Rakaki, founder of Gota Central. And uh, you can hear. You know, yeah, enterprise is risky. Enterprise is not uh, sleep up in place. Sleep up in place.